Hey, welcome back to Not So So Do. I'm Rick. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm Sean. Been a while. And, and you, and, and we just decided to kick off this episode because we're in the middle of a uh, With little, little 1990s thought, We 1990s. Good Lord. No, you're, you're wrong there too. Blair Witch wasn't 99? Uh, it was, but I'm just saying... Hold on. Now mm-hmm. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. You're saying. You're saying. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Why don't I you tell said, the people what I'm saying? Go ahead. He says that Blair Witch, the way they approached it, the way they were a box office smash, would never be done again. And I said, Paranormal Activity did the same thing, less than probably a decade later. Here we go. Box office. Blair Witch brought in two hundred and forty-eight point six million dollars. Hmm. Paranormal activity, 193.4. But how many paranormal activity offshoots are there? Then there's two, three, four, five ghosts. Like there's there's so many as a and, and there's been what three? There's Blair Witch, uh, then there's Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, which is actually a really great movie. It's fun. Look at him. He's over here. He, he, he's he's. I'm listening. I'm listening. He's go ahead. listening. Okay. Nope. I'm just. Oh, yep. Go ahead. Oh, oh, your hand Ooh. near that microphone Sorry. is Sorry. killing me. Oh, oh, it's, oh, so loud. And then you had the remake. I, I'm just saying you're you are correct. And Blair Witch was the first one to tackle stuff like this. The way they brought it with you know, <clears throat> found footage, but I'm just saying, paranormal. I love them both. I really do. Uh, they're they're two of my favorites uh, when it comes to the horror genre that you know are unique in their own way. But you know, I can uh, I like the Blair Witch. Uh, I really enjoyed Blair Witch too. But I think Paranormal Activity said Blair Witch. This is if this is the line, we're going to step it just slightly up. I, I think they pulled it off. Maybe they didn't make as much money. Obviously, I looked it up and was proven wrong there. But I think they tackled it a little bit differently, and I I like the Paranormal Activity style. Uh, definitely less herky jerky jump cuts. So, if you'd let me finish my point <laughs> before you just assume well, we, what I'm we going to say, we. We started the show. We started the show, and I was in the middle of that, so I just jumped right into it. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody's so anyway, doing great. I hope you had great holidays. What my point was about Blair Witch was, yeah, it was still in the time. It did a unique thing, like yeah. it was able, <laughs> it was able to capture people's attention in a way where half of the people that I knew thought it was real like it yep. honestly pushed it to where people were like oh did you hear about this found footage thing and blah 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 and this is you know this is actually you know they've been showing around it's only yeah. been going around vhs they actually put it in the movie th- you know and and not not unintelligent people i mean there were a few people who were like well you know well, I mean, I'm, it's weird that it's in the movie theater i'm like yeah yeah it, it's kind of it, weird isn't it i mean it's a straight up <laughs> it, it's definitely one of the best marketing ploys to ever be just Boom, tossed out there. And, and it really a, was. Uh, it was still right yeah, on the verge of VHS. Yeah, it was the VHS, you know, yeah. still is a thing being passed around like Kevin Smith, you know, yeah. and the way uh, 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 clerks went around, you know, with, with VHS tapes and that kind of thing. 
you're still yeah. right in the area of VHS is happening, but a lot of people have DVD players and you know, it, it just yeah. had a thing about it and it just grew I mean, and grew had, and grew. And the pre, you know, the pre part of this movie coming out, the talk about it was everywhere. Yeah. It had everybody website, had to remember? see this movie. Yeah. 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 And that uh, website, it was genius that that movie, the way it was done. Don't get me wrong. It's not the greatest movie ever made, but I'm I do not enjoy saying it. that, but the, the marketing yeah. oh, was probably the, the best marketing of any movie that's ever came out. And then plus yeah. it had the low yeah. budget yeah. suddenly becoming making being the moneymaker. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, everybody, yep. it was the thing for us to go do. Like we, how many of us went and seen that together? I, uh, I seen that film after a day at Kings Island in Cincinnati with Shane, Sean Boren and Dan. Dang. We spent all day at Kings Island. And then that night we went to see uh, Blair Witch. Yeah, I think it was me, Matt, Eddie, you know, that crowd. The normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And went and seen it. And, you know, it That's was awesome. it was it was fun. I mean, the ending of that movie really, oh, yeah. really was like, whoa, hey, you know, there was it, it was, yeah, it was if fun. You don't yeah. get the chills when you see the guy in the basement facing the wall and instantly you're like, wait a second, facing the wall. Oh, my goodness. And it, 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 it's so good. Yeah. And what's so, so well being it, and, and even you know, being from a rural area, you know, we know places like that. We know there's where there's a house off the road that nobody's been to in like 30 years, you know, that if you go in there, it probably looks a lot yeah. like that house does. It probably has a dirt yeah. basement yeah. that looks like that. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. got jars of crap that haven't been opened and, in 40 years. You know, that, that old white house uh, in the middle of the field to the left of Miller Creek road, when you cross the woods. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, that thing, that thing would definitely, you're like, I am not walking in there. No way. No way. You'll either but, fall through the floor or a ghost will eat you. But the two of us would do it. Yeah. You wouldn't do it. You're yeah, not yeah. going to oh, do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I won't do it. Oh, yeah. And then, and then everybody jumps in. Oh, man. I, but, I freaking uh, love those movies. Yeah. I, and uh, don't get me wrong. I also, even though I don't love horror movies, I, my secret, my uh, guilty pleasure is paranormal activity. I love those That's movies. I, like I mean, it. I haven't I like seen it. them all, but like the first two or three is great for just, ah, oh, yeah, I'm ready. It's time. I, I need to do it. That's awesome. All right, man. Um, I want to just kick off the show this way so we can just get up and over it and be done with it and move on to actual part of the show. But uh, the last episode you gave us your hot take on Wonder Woman 84, and I have since watched the uh, atrocious film that DC brought us. It it not is, voluntarily. Uh, yeah, it, it's it it's it's bad, man. Um, I mean, let me go. Just let's. We're just you know, if you hadn't watched it, don't. Um, you're doing great in life. You know, you're doing better. Take things a day at a time. Don't watch Wonder Woman 84. Uh, but let, let's see. So we start off with a scene that means absolutely nothing. 11, 12 minutes of the movie wasted on us. You know, don't cheat. Okay. And how did that play back out in the film? Don't know. Still wondering on that one. Uh, then we go for Richard Donner, uh, Patty Jenkins take on Richard Donner for about 20 minutes. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, I'm and there. then, um, and then we meet, uh, you know, I, I was looking forward to it. Uh, the 
why can't I think of her name? I just brain farted from Bridesmaids and Saturday Night Live. Kristen and Wig. Yeah, Kristen Wig, who is basically just like, you know, Catwoman in Tim Burton film. Uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm disheveled and I wear glasses. Wait a second. Watch this. If I pull my shirt down and stand up, bam. Mm, every person in the room. Every person in the room is magically on my... Want that milkshake? Absolutely atrocious. Uh, the whole thing about the stone is dumb. And then I'm pretty sure there's some kind of inception rape that goes on in the film where somebody else's body is raped by Wonder Woman while being possessed by Steve Trevor. And so, so I would love for somebody that is a fan of this film to send an email, a tweet, a DM, hit me up in the DMs and justify Inception Rape from Wonder Woman. I mean, did that guy remember that? Does so, he have a family? Did he have a job? Did he first, go to his job all week? My first huge problem with the film right there. If, we, if we're just granting wishes left and right, there's magic walls popping up everywhere. There's there's yeah. invisible planes and everything. Why Why didn't he just, oh, I'm back. I don't know. I just found myself here. Why is he possessed? He's literally a ghost possessing somebody. That is yes. Steve Rogers. I mean, Steve. That's yes. uh, Steve. Uh, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Not yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Man, that'd be a lot. That'd be a great movie. Though. <laughs> he might have saved this dang thing. Who are you? But yeah. uh, why? Why is Ghost Steve Trevor possessing somebody? Weird. I don't know. What and, and why did they go to some some Mayan dude who's in the movie for five seconds and blames the entire loss of people but, on this on this stone but, that was from Egypt? And let me tell you, as as somebody who spent an entire summer touring the Smithsonian, I had no idea those jets were maintained, fueled, and ready for flight fueled at up. all times. All back there. You know, you know, I, 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 who knew all those planes back there were all fueled and ready. So you can just hop in them and go and listen, I know it sounds like a push, but if you flew a 1940 something German fighter pilot with a fighter plane that, that is very rudimentary compared to today's standards, uh, you know, that's the plane we see, uh, Steve fly in wonder woman, uh, he can just hop right into a British tornado in the middle of 1984 because, you know, planes are planes. They work. I mean, thrust and wings and sticks. I mean, it's, yeah. all, it's all the same. He, he, he flipped around for a few fuel switches, you know, and then, and then oh, it kicked on. Now I'm ready to fly. Oh, man. We just stole a plane from the Smithsonian. Check this. Mm, invisible plane clap my hands together and thought no, about it real okay. hard no one no, time I, my dad did it i seen my dad do it one time <laughs> i was like so Shit. they flew hmm. a, a tornado plane. from from washington dc to egypt back yeah, to washington yeah. dc mm -hmm. in tw in 12 yeah. 24 yeah. hours and did not refuel yeah. it would have been 
Yeah, I know. I'd love to see the, the, the 141 trying to do the refuel. Hey, well, you got some of that magic stuff going, that invisible stuff going for the plane. Could you like you know, refuel I, like I, uh, Dr. Strange refilling uh, a force glass? Like, like I, I get it. I am, I am a full believer. I even give you a hard time sometimes because you have a line for your suspension of disbelief. And I usually go way past that. I, I, I get enthralled into a movie and roll in it. And, you know, you know, I have no problem. Oh, you'll be like, dude, this is so this. And I'm like, you know, I can look over that. I can't look over a single thing in this movie. It is, it is seriously messed up in so many ways. And, and we haven't even, got to the part where the big fight wonder woman has to fight wind and it pushes her against a wall but so, somehow 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 i had no idea that the lasso had basically uh an ai in it and it can be like hey uh you know i'm i'm the magic carpet oh let me just slither i don't know maybe i haven't read enough comics maybe her her rope in was sentient and had the ability to do stuff on its own but it's really bad like i when i was telling michelle about it and when i finished she's like i feel sad for pedro pascal he had to do that movie <laughs> i was like yeah i feel bad for pedro pascal too because he's he actually is really good and the thing is is all these people are really good Kristen wig right yeah that's what i was gonna I stop about, y'all know, yeah y'all know, thing I y'all know like how about i feel the movie. about the thing I do yeah. like about the movie is the actors are fine. Like uh, not Steve, uh, Chris Chris Pine is great in the movie, and uh, yeah. uh, Chris, uh, Kristen Wiig hey, is Pop. absolutely fine. She she's when great. What she when does. she's Pedro not, Prescal when she's is fine. not cheetah. Uh, Gal Gadot is fine. They're all fine doing what what was printed and put in front of them. I just don't know that it should have been handed to them. Is the question? Yeah, it's so bad. And get this. Holy crap, we've been watching Wonder Woman since Wonder Woman and BVS and Justice League. And those last two, she could fly and she held out on us this whole time. That's called you a that? that's called a plot hole, Sean. <laughs> oh, that's it. You know, uh, right before this, Watch Mojo had a top 10 DC plot holes, and it was really entertaining really good so if anybody wants to jump on the watch mojo uh yeah they, they had a really good top 10 dc plot holes a lot of them concerning wonder woman you know because mm -hmm. i had no idea that right now rick i i'm touching you <laughs> do you feel it the 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 photons of light that <sighs> are picking up my transmission no, back you. to you mm -hmm. are are touching your face it's like a transporter yes i know yeah uh all right anyway I, I, wonder woman I was think... not good my re my review was not good your review is not good uh, we both agree all right i feel wonder better. woman even though it came out on christmas day we didn't kind really of... pay for it because i already have hbo max and you uh, streamed it things. same as i did yeah. um i would not have paid for this movie i like if i'd have oh. known this beforehand oh. i would have been pissed yeah but but for this okay movie. here here's what i really, really like Go ahead. And, and we and we and we all know who I'm talking to. You know who I'm talking to. Will you quit touching if, me? If, if I could get an email justifying half of the stuff that we just discussed, it, it would it would be fun to see somebody else's take 
on I think I'd rather watch Green Lantern. I think I'd rather watch Green I'd, Lantern. I'd, I'd almost because at least then I could have Ryan Reynolds because he's funny. But um, anyway, so, moving on. Yeah, Wonder Woman. I can't recommend. Yeah, and and, and part of the problem is it, there was such a high bar with the first movie. I, I will yeah. defend the first movie is almost oh, MC, yeah. M- MCU level, and yes. oh, I, I great would put movie. it. I would put it up against Captain America: First Avenger as yeah. As as one, one oh, of the movies as an I love, origin and, and story, re- yeah, and re-watch- yeah, and rewatchability. Oh, yeah. This second yes. movie, they they should have just thrown it in the trash, honestly. Um, but yeah, trash is too good. <laughs> You're right. Moving on, uh, I did want to talk about. I finished uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron, uh, Earthrise, which is on Netflix. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong; I'm not going to sit here and sing praises of it, but it's it's a serviceable show. It's kind of interesting. Um, if you like, it, it's basically a commercial, just like the G1 show was a commercial for the toys okay. are out now, but they've got right. really, really great toys out now for this. If, if you're interested in all or have any nostalgia for Transformers, watch this show and pick up uh, some of the some of the stuff that's coming out, especially I, I just it got my hands on. And if you can see it right here, uh, right there, the uh, yeah. hot rod from the 86 studio series, they are now releasing. Uh, they've had the studio series for a while Let's now. See it. It's, Let's it's, see re- it. it's the see re-release. It. Hold on. I got you. The, it, it, for those of you not on watching on YouTube, which we appreciate all of our YouTube watchers, they have been off the charts and incredible. Dude, you know Hot Rod's my favorite. That's amazing. Love it. Um, that is way cool. They have had a studio series for a long time. They, their first big ambitious thing they did with it was they put together the combiner devastator set that just finished this last year it's been three or four years they've had this line and they've basically done every almost every character out of the live action michael bay and bumblebee movies respectively and then rumblings last year of uh, characters from the 86 movie showing up uh started to happen and then we got pictures and then now we've actually got figures coming out this month uh just a couple of days ago, everybody was able to pick up the entire wave of the first line, the studio series of Grimlock, who is huge. I mean, they're all kind of um, sized right for the toys in the movie. Uh, The first line is like Grimlock, Cup, Blur, um, Jazz. Are they? Um, Well, the, uh, the deluxes like Jazz, Blur, Cup are, are 20. Grimlock. Uh, Grimlock is going to be Grimlock? a le- Grimlock's leader class. He's huge. He's absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How much? How much? How he's going to be. I believe that that size is forty nine. Uh, the Ooh. the uh, Hot Rod and the Scourge are Voyager size, and they are like twenty nine. Um, but it's it's really great. Yeah, I mean, dude. it's it's on screen accuracy awesome. and really excited about it other things that i'm really excited about though that are probably more popular let's talk about some great star wars news that happened now sean have you did you read this after i mentioned it a while ago i have not i'm sorry okay i apologize that's all right because i it's just really quick there was a couple of tweets sent out peyton reed uh put a devotional out to mark hamill about how uh he had a certain picture of luke and his land speeder on his wall when he was a kid and he thanked him so much for being a part of 
that last episode, making it happen, being a part of bringing his childhood back. And Mark Hamill wrote a really nice response, um, especially now I'm going to have to find this because the wording we're going to talk about here. Um, oh, we're getting, uh, some, yeah, we're, uh, are we're getting into some TMZ here. We are, we are, we are. All nice. But anyway, I mean, the gist of it was he kind of threw a little shade at The Last Jedi. Now, yeah, nothing you can prove, but... Yeah, of course. Uh, it was very nice. Um, dear Mr. Peyton Reed, I am so grateful to have been given the unexpected opportunity to revisit my character when he was a symbol of hope and optimism. That is a direct quote. You're assured mm. uh, sure direction and kindness was a crucial element in the experience and means more to me than I can say. Hashtag thank you. Nice. Uh, when he was a symbol of optimism and hope, I really like it. Nice. <laughs> and As because to cynical and bitterness. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. uh, that episode, even though, okay, the CGI, somebody went and deep faked it like that day and it was like a hundred percent better, but right. I mean, but. watching it super exciting. I, you yeah. can't, you couldn't beat that. That's exactly what I'm here for. If Mandalorians yeah. go, right. and the other shows are going to do this, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni, they're getting, mm. they're getting my money. I, I'm, I'm oh, keeping yeah. a subscription. I'm buying what they put out. That's yes, just absolutely. the way it's going to be. And yep. You know, don't get me wrong. That's not to slap anybody in the face. I I'm not saying that at all. But this is the kind of direction and care that needs to be put into this franchise. You know, uh, I don't know who or what or, you know, what some of the things they were thinking with part of the stuff that we don't like. But if they course correct and do a little better and get more input, of, you know, what makes fans happy. I mean, typically... Fans of stuff or what pump money into things. Yeah. I mean, just like, and don't get me wrong. There are examples of it working the other way. I mean, like the, like I said, yeah. I'm always fine with the live action transformers movie because they made tons of money and pumped more money into, into what I love and ended up, you know, giving yeah. me stuff like, like this. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk bad about them. They're just not for me. And that's fine. There there's also, you know, kids versions of stuff that's not for me in Star Wars. There's, there's the, yeah. they have different lines for everybody. And we need to be, everything does not need to be catered to me. That's true. I wish Fair more people enough. had that attitude. I know. I'm, 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 I'm bad for that, but yeah, you are correct. Oh, what else do you have on here? What is, what is Kongzo? What? Kongzilla? <laughs> so uh, Godzilla oh, versus... King of the Monsters? Yeah. Well, no, King of the nice. Monsters already came out. Uh, Godzilla, okay, yeah, yeah. Godzilla versus King versus... Kong uh, was gotcha. one of the things announced with the HBO moving straight to HBO Max and theaters. Oh, um, you're going to get to watch it straight up. It's, it's, it's moving up to March instead of its nice. original July, I think, was the date. Yeah. And that's... Okay. Some of that stuff is in dispute. Like Dune, you know... Denny Villeneuve is in a uh, arbitration process, I believe, to keep it going from streaming. Right. Artists. Is that one of those that had the, you know, the thing? Hey, we have to be a theatrical release because yeah, kind of like, like uh, Nolan, you know, in that in that capacity, you know, the people should yeah, see it. People should see this in a theater, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know. 
I, I mean, and I understand, that's, but I mean, they're not keeping it out of theater. It's continue. just going to, it's just going to premiere on a streaming service and in the theater at the same time. I don't have an issue with that. I mean, yeah, I do have the streaming service that they're talking about, but I would, I would pay a $14 fee and watch that at home with my family pause go to the bathroom get more popcorn if i want i mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it well look look at this back in the day we used to have free admission tickets to theaters this is from a place called regal regal i don't know i don't know how to say it anymore. was that our bright burn oh. showing is that when we got that uh yeah no yeah. no you know when we got this we went to uh, when we seen Infinity War back to back. We came out of Infinity War the first time, and they were handing these out to us. And they're like, "Here you go, here you go." And we're like, "What is this for?" And we're they're like, "Sorry, the movie started late." And we're like, "Oh yeah, the movie started late." <laughs> Remember, there there was there was nothing wrong with our film of Infinity War whatsoever, and they hooked us up with those. And then all we did was literally walk right out one door and back in the other one to go watch infinity war again that's Absolutely. when we picked those up yeah oh so so king song uh, yeah king kong godzilla i i hadn't seen king of the monsters i have not I either i have i need to i was thinking that when i was typing in. i was like oh gosh i haven't seen the millie bobby brown well, and the well here's the deal wait i maybe i have yeah it's the one with millie bobby brown yep yep then yep. i have seen it okay it's okay. Well, I mean, but, but see, I felt the same not... way about this. I, I get the okay, this new take on King Kong, Godzilla, you know, Mothra, all these ones that we grew up on. There's there's a total shift. Uh when when we watched them, the black and white ones, the the cheesy ones, we watched them for the monsters, for oh, yeah. Godzilla destroying stuff, for Godzilla versus Mothra. Man in you suit, know, man in suit, yes. You know, uh, and, and these have a story. So so part of you, part of me, is sitting there like, oh, Godzilla, I want to see, you know, 2018's version, all new graphics, uh, all these cool things, and I want to see my monsters that I grew up on fight on screen. And you do get to see that, but it doesn't play out as much as you know you would like to in your head because there is a story to these. There is a nice thing going on. So right, uh, and it's it's hard to find that line because I mean, yeah. if, you, yeah. if you go too hard one way, you you don't have any monsters in your monster movie. You go too hard the other way. And basically, you're watching Power Rangers, and uh, it, it it's they have not found yeah. the line yet. I mean, yeah, yeah. These movies, so maybe this could do it. This could do it. It's this possible. Be a good one. Yeah, but um, you know, that they don't give the same feeling, and I don't know that you can recapture that feeling of Saturday morning or you know after school on Channel 16. Yeah. They're premiering for the first time. You know, uh, uh, oh, yeah. all uh, destroy all monsters, and you got uh, Golderon and King Ghadira, and you got uh, yeah. Mechagodzilla oh. fighting uh, uh, Gamora or not Gamora, uh, Gamora. <laughs> you yeah. know, all, yeah. uh, that's just something that was just so cool when you were like twelve and thirteen, and you know, 
watching that stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've tried to sit down and watch. There has been a Godzilla movie I've enjoyed as an adult. There, It was, uh, I think, Godzilla 2000. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I will punch you in the throat. So <laughs> I've got see? one of those stupid lizard mugs somewhere. Did you know that the, the next Godzilla movie that the Japanese made, they put that monster in there and Godzilla completely just destroyed him? <laughs> That is awesome. That is <laughs> it was so like funny. lizard monster and Godzilla's like oh. destroyed. Destroyed. Goodbye. I love it. Goodbye. Love it. Like he bike pile drived him and then like fire breathed him. Oh, I need to go find that. Make a gif out of it. <laughs> it's out there. That's awesome. Somebody's done the work. Uh, uh, uh Beige Phage. Uh Kevin Feige teases Nova. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Sam Alexander or uh, Richards? Which one? Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder, yeah. Richard Ryder or Sam Alexander? Which which one do you think? Um, there, they've always mentioned uh, Richard Ryder whenever it's been talked about before. Okay. And um, and I don't have a problem. I've got a few comics of the new guy, and I liked him. You know, um, yeah, that story yeah. was just fine. Yeah. But I'd really like to good. see Richard Ryder on the screen. Uh, yeah. One of the things well, about Richard Ryder that was so funny, and I've got a bunch of Nova comics now. Uh, I made a deal with a guy out of Mountain View, and he he got me a, quite a few of that run for a good price. Um, the funny thing about Richard Ryder, he's been around since the 70s, but then when the new Warriors came in the 90s, they threw him in there like he was a teenager. I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is the same guy, right? Richard Ryder? Oh, well, I guess so, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'd love yeah. to see Richard Ryder, you know, him get all the power of the Nova core and have the, oh, yeah. the helmet that talks. And that kind Do you of think, <clears throat> think we'll get a flashback scene of uh, Thanos and the Black Order just raining down fire? Oh, that'd be great. And like, yeah, yeah. How awesome would that be to see it all? I mean, not see it destroyed, but to see the, you know, what they yeah, but I- the story they could give us and see it from his point of view. Yeah, now I don't want to get too hyped up. I mean, we're just chomping at the bit for anything for Phase 4. I mean, like WandaVision, which we're about to talk to, you know, there's speculation running Mm -hmm. everywhere. There's like 800 YouTube videos about what's going on in WandaVision. I was like, whoa, hey, you know, it's just a a show. Um, Hmm. I don't know if you can pull that much out of there. And I I watched a couple of uh, the people I like to watch, and they had a couple of things they pulled out that I didn't notice the first time. So I, I really liked it. But yeah, Nova... Nova, I'd, I'd be super excited to see. Oh, absolutely. So before we jump into WandaVision, uh, I I did watch a Netflix documentary series. Um, okay. it, it, it's Night Stalker. It follows the story of Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, mm-hmm. uh, the walk-in killer. And let me tell you, it is downright terrifying um you know there there's uh after watching that you you learn a lot of things you know uh there's a lot of things that we like that have been good and bad and sometimes this group of people is good and then sometimes this group of people is bad but there is a consistency that i have found out that even in the 80s at the height of la being so awesome the lapd still sucked (laughs) you know um it, it, it is just it, it's infuriating to watch this documentary and realize how many people you know 
uh, 43 people this man has taken off this planet and numerous more that he's done horrendous things to that actually survived his attacks. And there were still political roadblocks that were put in place because one guy wanted to front being the guy that brought him in to other things. And when you, when you go back and they lay it all out and you see this Netflix documentary and it lays out the timeline, you realize that this guy could have been off the streets way sooner, extremely amounts sooner if people had just communicated and put their egos to the side for the moment. And then another like thing you'll you'll see oh my goodness uh it, it there's there's a political official diane feinstein that is uh nicely represented in the uh documentary who almost destroys the entire thing like almost just totally collapsed the bed all over the entire case that these police officers were doing it, it is an extremely well done put together documentary uh if if you're a true crime fan it, it's four episodes probably about an hour 40 you know 40 minutes to an hour long each and it, it's very well done and very good interesting so informative i uh i love the stories of the police officers and the detectives involved mm -hmm. uh you you really like it for those that don't know it was all put together by this extremely young detective that had had really no place in speaking up and he was one of the first to go all these random crimes are all committed by the same person and there's a lot of cops that write no way and finally he this guy got his opportunity to tell who somebody of importance his story and the guy was like this this makes a sense oh my goodness we're dealing with one of the most prolific killers you know ever and uh that's when the chase was on and it is just a great documentary uh you definitely check out night stalker on netflix wow that sounds great uh, on a similar yeah. vein me and my wife have been on a little documentary kicked um i'm not going to recommend the the one I, well i mean I do recommend it there was a dolly parton one we watched uh, uh a couple of weeks ago uh, that's not what i'm going to go for here but it is worth watching um I am not a country music fan. Uh, I'm just going to say that. I mean, in okay. general, I'm I'm not. But uh, right, we watched uh, Garth Brooks' "The Road I'm On," oh. and it was actually really good and really enjoyable. And uh, if you don't know his story, I mean, he's he's a he's a performer, you know, more mm -hmm. than just a country singer. Like he his a. Uh, uh, he loved Kiss growing up and that kind of thing. And a lot of, if you've ever seen, and I have seen him in concert and there's a lot of theatrics involved in it. And uh, my wife, you know, loves country music. So I, I, I completely love going and enjoying it with her and uh, yeah. seeing that documentary. It, it's a two episodes. I think they're both That's like cool. an hour, hour and 15 minutes, uh, but it was really good. Mm. Um, if That's you're talking cool. about documentaries. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to say one division till the end here. So yeah. All right. Uh, that's awesome. I, yeah, I love documentaries. We we eat them up like candy around here. You know, um, it, it's n nothing short for us to knock out two or three in a weekend. So, yeah, love it. Oh, now it's time. All right. WandaVision. Do we do we want to do we want to say our our 
how you I doing think, and see well you i mean i think everybody has or... seen it i mean you can yeah i hope so i mean if you want to cut out now yeah we're going to talk about yep. the show without you know spoilers yep. i mean not that there's any spoilers really because you don't know we anything don't know yet. anything and that's yeah. been a point of controversy so yeah let's get into it uh okay. wandavision dropped two episodes same night friday night and yep. uh watched them back to back with my son same here. and we loved them I mean, absolutely loved them. loved them. I did had to explain to him. He's like, so what, uh, what is the style of this? And I was like, well, you know, this, this, uh, after the first episode, like, well, there was a show called Dick Van Dyke and it was very fifties and yep. all these kind of tropes are going on here. And that's what they're parodying. Yep. Parrot. Par- par- I can't talk. Parodying. Parodying. Um, so once, once I, uh, once I, you know, swam him through that part. He, he was good, but he enjoyed all the comedy, enjoyed all the plot, everything, caught a couple of things that maybe I didn't see the first time around. And yeah. uh, I thought it was a great episode. Um, really, there yeah. was a couple of things that stood out to me were um, Wanda, when she got serious, when she directed Vision mm-hmm. uh, to, to help was, somebody. I mean, that, yeah, that that's kind of telling what was going on there. I don't know what the toaster reference other than vision is mechanical, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, did you notice that? I believe when she said vision, help him, she said it with her Sokovian accent. I, I really um, think I didn't, she, like, I didn't notice was... that part, but I know that she, if you were, if you're going to describe it, she broke character. Like she was yeah. in the character of the fifties um, uh, wife and all that. The moment she right. changed her face changes, she's like she breaks character division. Help him, and yeah. um, that that's something telling about what's going on. There's another in the second episode. There's an exact uh, same tone to the no that we get, mm-hmm. um, which is very telling of what what's going on there. You know, there's something this looks and and the whole problem is a lot of people aren't understanding what's happening with this show. It's the show is presented as uh these different eras of different tv shows yep uh, and, and um, people are getting people I, are having a a disjointed response to this They're, they don't right. know what's what's going on well from what i understand like you said episode one the 50s with dick van dyke uh basically being the the layout and then episode two is the 60s with bewitched I believe right. uh, that house that house looked very similar to and the that, that animated opening was great. Yeah. And we loved also it. got Absolutely a glimpse, a it. reference of so. And this hasn't even happened because Simon Williams was cut out of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, even though we did have a Simon Williams. Simon Williams exists in the MCU. Uh, he's played by Nathan Fillion. He yep. actually did promo shots for the movie posters that were in the theater of the town, which are in there. You can, uh, I think you can slow-mo through it and find a couple. But mm-hmm. he plays Tony Stark in the movie about Tony Stark in the MCU. Yes. And But anyway, Simon Williams, if you do not know, is Wonder Man. He's an actor. Uh, he's a superhero and an actor, loves Hollywood. He yes. had a brother. He His first appearance was Avengers number nine, I think, and he died. But then he came back in, um, I've got the issue. It's drawn by Jack Kirby. I think it's 160, 151 or two, something like that, where uh, they bring him back out of stasis um, because they, they put him up. They actually used his brain. Um, when he was in stasis, they used his brain patterns 
to give Vision a personality. So in the comics, oh, okay. him and Vision have this kind of brotherly relationship so much, in fact, that he there's a storyline where he fell in love with Wanda uh, because they're so similar. And oh, wow. he mentioned that point to Wanda a couple times and was rebuffed very, very hard a few times. It's, it's an ongoing thread. Well, anyway, he also had a brother named Eric Williams who became the supervillain, the Grim Reaper. Uh, in that animated opening, uh, the Grim Reaper's helmet is between the floor uh, when he passes through. Gotcha. A long way to get yeah, around there is they they reference the Grim Reaper in the in the animation. Yeah, there, there's so many little things. Uh, you know, we have the Stark helicopter in the bushes that is in color and a total black and white setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, little things out of place. Um, I wanted to ask you, I know I asked you earlier, but I wanted to do it in the show about the, the beekeeper guy that comes out of the sewers. Um, so like we were discussing, part of that is an obvious reference to sword because he had a sword symbol on the back of his gotcha. uh, back of the suit. But also the way they framed him and with, with the bees buzzing around and with the no face when he turns around, it seems like uh, with the evidence that we've already seen, uh, the devil has been referenced a couple of times by Agnes, who people are suspecting is Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. Um, she she mentions the devil's in the details. Well, he, she doesn't say that line, but she adds to that saying he's, you know, he could be in a bunch of other places too. And then yeah. she hands uh, Wanda a rabbit named uh, Senor Scratchy. Right. Which, I mean, is very obviously Mr. Scratch, which is right. a name for the devil. And uh, the, the very obvious motif of him when he turns around, and there's flies, bees buzzing around, is the Lord of the Flies, you know. And right. um, I'm very happy I have two copies of Silver Surfer number three, the first appearance of Mephisto, put it that way. So we, awesome. I, I'm thinking that Mephisto is going to show up. That's cool. Well, it's a good thing you have your first appearances because I'm glad I have the first appearance of Monica Rambeau. Who we did who get we to see in episode two. Who we That's did correct. get to see, although she believes her name is something Gwendolyn, I think. Uh, yeah, Gwendolyn. Yeah. Yeah, we so haven't. That, that, you know, uh, and, and that's the thing. I, I, We knew because we talk about this. We're we're in on it. We read the articles on it. We try to stay up on it for the podcast and stuff like that. Do you believe that there has been enough out there for the average person to go sit down, turn on their Disney Plus and go, oh, new MCU stuff. Hey, honey, let's watch this. And when they hit it, they're totally out of the loop. They have no idea what's going on. They don't that you got to put together the fact that this is Wanda and vision story. And Wanda is very upset that vision is gone and she's gone into some kind of grieving process and, and perhaps created like a pocket dimension or, well, here's the problem. Here's the problem with all of that. Um, Wanda has not to this point been shown with quote unquote reality altering powers. Now her powers could be construed as telekinesis uh, up to this point. Uh, She hasn't really made things pop in and out of reality. She's moved a bunch of things. She's moved huge things. She's nearly killed Thanos by herself. Um, she, yes. but she did do like she warped people's minds and perspectives and that kind of thing. So she's been kind of a, a scattershot of, of powers without any real definition. 
And now mm-hmm. suddenly everybody who watched the show is thrown into, oh, she can alter reality without ever being told that. So they really, if they don't know that, they don't know what the heck is going on. Right. I mean, yeah. if you've read House of M or you know, you've read her MC or her uh, comic book profile that spells out her powers, you know, what she can do, her chaos magic and all that, then, I mean, you got it. But I mean, just Joe Blow off the street going, I love this MCU stuff. Iron Man's my favorite movie and Endgame was amazing. Let me watch this and see what's going on. Why is this the Dick Van Dyke show? (laughs) I mean, I I see that. I I get it. And I do. And and at the same time, I just hope that there's, there's enough people that are being like, all right, these first two episodes, I agree with like you, uh, maybe this should have all been released at once for binge worthiness so that people can just continue and binge it for six hours, seven hours. And then when they come out on the other end, they're like, Oh, you know, that started off really weird. You know, that, that, that was, that was an odd beginning, man. But when, when that ended up, it was pretty good. And I hope that's what they say. But at the same time, you know, I I can totally see where you dump these two episodes. And like you said, you know, the average person picks it up. I, I, well, what really, what really should have happened is they they should have in the, uh, in the Marvel Legends series that they, they had where they announced the first episode was going to be Wanda and and, and second episode was Vision, where they should have just spelled out her power set right then and there. You know, or they had, you mm. know, something on the front end, like an animated opening or something that they, they could have worked. They got smart people working for them. I yeah. mean, they could have spelled out air, you, how, like, you, somebody you explaining all new footage. Yeah. I mean, well, part of the show could have been somebody going, oh, what, who is, what does she do? You know, just some Greg Park yeah. sitting there going, uh, now I get it, man, but what's, what's the Scarlet Witch do? Like, how does she work? Yeah. And somebody look yeah. for the third time, you know, they something yeah. like that. A smart writer could have made that funny and work. Um, right. And then began the show in earnest. And they could have cut out the eight minutes of credits for these shows. Jesus. Even with the yeah. Mandalorian, which I've never said anything about it, but I'm going to complain about it here. I'm like, oh, man, we still got eight minutes. Eight minutes of credits. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, uh, and what's really bad is I sat through them because I was, I told yeah, Michelle, yeah, I, was you're like, expecting it. I was yeah. like, it's Marvel. I was yeah. like, it's Marvel. I was like, let's just not even mess with it. And, you know, and then Netflix or uh, Disney just rolled into the next episode. And I was like, okay, maybe that's because, you know, there's nothing after the first one. But mm-hmm. then when the second one ended, I sat there and did the same thing. <laughs> I sat there and I was like, clicked up. All right, about six, seven minutes left. Okay, let's watch. And don't get me wrong. Nope. I know the importance Same of credits. credits. Again, I know the importance I, of credits, but yeah, movies yeah. don't have eight-minute credits, do they? I don't know. They probably do, and we just don't pay attention because we're sitting there waiting for Captain America to come on and give us a motivational speech. But, you know, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh I will admit the way they handled it, the way they introduced it all, maybe could have been done better, uh, you know, in in the way that bringing the average person in, you know, uh, Michelle was totally, she was like, so what, what do you think's going on here? And I explained to her what I thought was going on here. Right. And Sarah didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. She, 
she said wanda can do that i was like yeah wanda is yeah wanda's can handle a lot of stuff mm-hmm. you know and um so maybe that's something marvel could have done who knows uh we this next week when we get episode three we're gonna be like okay well foot and mouth syndrome you know yeah i'm ready to see darcy i'm ready to see uh uh greg park i I don't remember his character's name um but i'm just ready to see more i want maybe i I hope his first scene he's got he's showing somebody card tricks (laughs) nailed it awesome yes but all right, my friend, do you have anything else you want to add to other than um, I loved WandaVision and I'm super excited for the next episode. I, I can't wait to see the release is going. Yep. Same here. All right. If you want to find us on social media, uh, I'm on Twitter at Maynard98, Instagram at Maynard98. Uh, like I said, I if if somebody wants to send us an email, uh, it because you actually enjoyed Wonder Woman 84 and you think everything I said was wrong. It, that that's perfectly fine i promise i if i get an email that's done like that i i will do my best to not forget and put it on the air i will do my best no i would love I to promise. see i would love yeah, to see yeah. an email from somebody who absolutely loved wonder woman and, and it explains all their their points to it i'd love to read that yeah uh, I, would. I would i don't have a problem with that i don't have a problem with anybody loving something i don't love uh yeah, but I'm fine with that. boy that movie Just, could have been better and cool. and just about everybody I know agrees with that. Yes, sentiment. yeah, I got a lot of friends that were pro DC and all this, and even they were so. Anyway, well, I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who were uh, apologetic about a lot of things, like uh, DC, yeah. and they they were like, "Well, that just didn't. Mm, that just wasn't good." <laughs> I mean, they're just stated. Yeah. I mean, they weren't making any yeah. apologies about it. They're just like, mm, "That just wasn't good." All right, where can they find you, Ricky? Find me, Ari Grisberg, on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. You can hit me up at Not So Southern Gentleman. I cannot talk. Not So Southern Gentleman on Instagram. And you can always hit our email, Not So Southern Gentleman at gmail.com. If you're listening, uh, try hopping over to our YouTube channel and looking at our ugly faces for uh, the better part of an hour. Oh, my God. Uh, Have you even checked the comments? Are there comments? Uh, yeah yeah there's comments yeah, oh my god i'm an stuff. idiot i don't i'm new good. to youtube sorry it, it's good it's good stuff it's good stuff uh yeah yeah hop over give us a sub over there uh if you're listening thanks for listening as always and just remember inception rape is bad inception rape is bad. y'all have a good one see ya